0: All right, I think this app is working now. uh how's everyone doing? Just let me know if you can hear me in the chat We can hear you all right cool it's so the app works on my phone and doesn't work uh, whatever we're uh we're live. Excellent All right, <clears throat> let's get started.
1: Hey everybody, how you doing? Well, that's good. You're listening to Broad Street Hockey Radio. My name is Bill Matz. I'm your director of fun and games for this morning, a morning on which Chuck Fletcher has apparently been fired. Uh, I am looking up uh, just any and all details now because I got the news, you know, from a sleeping state and basically just jumped on, wanted to talk to all of you. It's it's good news. It's good news that Chuck Fletcher is no longer the general manager of the Philadelphia Flyers. Um, it's it's not the only problem. Uh, it's a problem that they solved. You wonder how long they've known they've they're going to do this. Uh, why they waited until after the trade deadline? You know, obviously oh, well, you know, Chuck has all the connections and everything. Oh, yeah, well, they did a lot of good. <laughs> you know, uh, it's just uh, it, more questions than answers at this point. They're such a frustrating team. Uh, such, uh, fr- It's a very frustrating situation for me it, entirely just because, like, you knew he wasn't going to be here. You knew the team was shit, and they're just – it feels so incomplete, you know? So the official transcript reads, so this is just from Twitter, uh, official, the Flyers have released Chuck Fletcher from his duties as president of hockey operations and general manager. Daniel Daniel Breer, currently serving as the special assistant to the general manager, has been named interim GM. Okay, cool. So just another former Flyer. Uh, I get that Danny Briere could be, a goddamn genius. He might be the next Joe Sackett, the next Stevie Y, whatever. I just don't trust it, personally. It's, uh... uh, Let's see how some people feel. I think there's at least one speaker request. Let's go to Andrew Kagan to lead things off. What's up, Andrew?
2: Hey, good morning, Bill. Good to hear from you again. How are you? I'm well. How are you? Good, man. Good, good. Wow, this came as... Um, I would say shocking to all of us this morning just because it was so unexpected. We thought, probably, and I speak for all of us here, that we thought if he wasn't going to get traded, after, if he wasn't going to get fired before the deadline, it wasn't going to happen until the summer at the earliest. So this was just, and like you said, I mean, I wonder how long they were thinking about this. And
1: Yeah, it's just such, it's such odd timing to me. Um, right after the trade deadline, you know, right after he meets with the, uh, like if I'm him, there's no way I do that town hall and stand there and get booed when (laughs) there's there's no reason to, you know?
2: Right. Exactly. I mean, if, if you knew you were going to be gone, why, why, why go there that you knew exactly what was going to happen to you at that town hall, you're going to get booed the shit out of no one wanted to hear from you. No one cared. No one believed anything you were going to say anyway. Yeah, it's it's very I just
1: I don't know how you leave someone in power when you know any decision they make is like against the against the plan of the organization. It's very odd to me that this couldn't have been done six weeks ago. Like I, I get okay, you want him in there for the trade deadline because he knows everyone's number or something. He's got the he's got the Rolodex cause it's nineteen seventy five still. But, like, I, I, why now? Why today?
2: Yeah, and, and I also, I guess that begs the question is who exactly, I don't know if you know, Bill, or not, who exactly fired him? Is it the new Comcast CEO? Was it Dave Scott? Are we going to hear? Or is there a press conference scheduled for later? Are we going to hear from one of them? That's a good
1: question. Uh, I don't, it doesn't seem to be any press conference or anything uh, scheduled but i'm sure there will be um i'm sure there will be news in uh, coming up soon so we'll find out about that pretty shortly right. thanks a lot andrew uh for jo- jumping in tonight uh steve Jaco is with us what's going on steve how are you this morning
3: i'm mildly well i suppose <laughs> this is a step in the right this direction this seems
1: this feels so unsatisfying that like i thought i'd be you know cuz we've lived through this a couple of times like Oh yeah, hexdoll has gone. Great. They did the thing I wanted, but actually the thing I wanted goes higher than this.
3: I agree. I agree. Like the, We keep talking about the senior advisors, the guys who have been in there forever. Uh, you just talked about the 1975 Rolodex, and that's all the stuff that I want gone. <laughs> I need some modern stuff in there. You know, he absolutely is working off the Rolodex. I, I was cracking up at that, but yeah, it just doesn't feel satisfying. I wish this had been done weeks ago before the trade deadline. It's so stupid to wait until after he does nothing at the trade deadline. I don't understand.
0: Yeah, it's, uh, I
1: just, I don't get it. Uh, I mean, it's fine. It's good. Like it's good. Chuck Fletcher's not the GM anymore, but you just go through, I, I guess they just realized none of the big stuff they could do could happen till the summer anyway, whether it's Provorov, whether it's Hayes, there's just nothing they could do until after. So it didn't matter. It, like, it doesn't matter who the hell trades any, you know, who trades the waiver claims that they trade. Fuck it. You know, Zach McEwen and Patrick Brown, I guess.
3: Oh, my God. I still can't believe those were the only moves he made. And, like, to wait a week after that to, to make this decision, to make this happen, I, I don't understand that. Like, the timing is so weird.
1: It seems like they could have like publicly done it for the um for the season ticket holders. Like they have a public sacrifice for them. Like right, that, that that really that really meeting, could have like, been something.
3: It, it basically was already just an opportunity for people to yell at him and like he actually got booed when he walked out, which I find hilarious. And like, <laughs> that would have been the perfect opportunity. Like, "Well, Chuck, we got some bad news for you." <laughs> Every- <laughs> yeah, it's I, like what,
1: what's your confidence level? I think, have you interviewed Danny Breer before Steve? Like what's your confidence level that Breer is going to be one right now? He's just the interim. Do you think he gets that tag removed? And what's your confidence that Danny has any idea what he's doing?
3: Yes. I have to listen back to the interview. Cause it's, it's been a few years since I interviewed him. Um, I interviewed him back at the uh, Slater hockey event we did with the Flyers alumni and uh it was flyers alumni and kids from the sneaker hockey program which is really cool event and i talked to Breer a little bit about like i think he was just starting his like gm learning at that point so i'm i'm gonna repost that at some point uh this week but i mean he he seemed like a really like he seems like a very sharp guy he seems like a a smart guy i like what i've heard about him as far as like reviewing tape with travis Connecty, that kind of stuff um the main thing I like is that Danny Breer isn't 70 years old. He's somebody who's just a few years older than us. He's the guy who has played hockey in the modern era and understands what it takes to win hockey in the modern era. Now, what I'd love to know is what's his knowledge of the salary cap, balancing the salary cap? What are the kind of players he values? Because one thing about Chuck Fletcher, we know the kind Steve, of Steve, they values. have an app. They have an app, Steve. They have an app uncle chuck had to learn how to work the app where does <laughs> <is> this go <laughs> i just
1: when i heard kelly like now there's like you know like analytics you know sheets and like but lots of different cheat sheets like you always hear okay well you got to resort to the sheet whether or not to go for it or you know a, a a two-point conversion in football or something it's like well or you could just do simple math like you know, Andy Reid was unable to do in the Super Bowl. You know, a two point conversion makes it nine, and that's two possessions. Like, it doesn't seem it's like this shot. should be this complicated. You know, like, oh well, we have there an app. Like, or you can just know who's a good player.
3: Uh, yeah, and Chuck Fletcher clearly didn't know who was a good player. Well, we haven't yeah, GM who's that's... known what a good player is in a long time.
1: It, it, and I'm going to bring Kelly in. Uh, what's going on, Hanks?
0: How are you feeling today? Hey,
1: Cole.
4: Greetings from the floor of my office, where I am speaking quietly. <laughs> Are you ducking down hiding? I am, actually. I'm I pods in.
1: I picture you with a, um, like, a Costanza nap area.
4: I kind of do have a Costanza nap area, a
3: little bit. It's like the first Matrix, but Neo is just...
4: Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I've positioned myself strategically so that if anyone opens my door, they won't immediately see me. So I think... I think it's gonna be okay, but hey, happy news! Would it be,
5: would it be weirder <laughs> if they saw you? Like,
1: if you just look like you're on the phone, like that would be normal. But it's like you're on the ground. <laughs> what are you doing down there, Kelly? Back. Don't ask
4: me. All right, ask me. yeah. Chuck
1: Fletcher. <laughs> Chuck Fletcher.
4: Ah, uh, we hardly knew ye, Chuck
1: Fletcher. <laughs> oh, it's been a, it's been quite the decade these last couple of years.
4: I uh. I, mm, the only thing that's giving me any kind of relief with this bare minimum news is that uh, we're being told, hold on, let me say it like an insider. I've been told that this is just the first step in some changes. So here's hoping that that's accurate. Like, I I
1: would love to be able to believe that those changes are going to matter. Like... Oh no, we're we're putting we're putting a throwback jersey on gritty. That's what happens next.
3: Like, he's not gonna have to wear a helmet. I'm just trying to come up with something here, Steve. Listen, I'll take the nineties jerseys. That's the only thing they could have done to make me happy
1: Yeah, Step two. That's what step two
4: needs. Oh,
1: that's it's They're going to go into full-on placate mode soon. Like, we'll definitely get the the black jerseys we want. Like, all that stuff is coming, right? Like, it's going to be full-on. We have to apologize to the fans for this real soon.
4: We have said it a thousand times. Nothing works better in the city of Philadelphia than pandering. Nothing. You can get people back immediately with a little bit of pandering. Huck your... Yeah, tuck your tail between your legs and simply give the people precisely what they want. And all of a sudden, we're right back in. Because we're idiots. (laughs) (laughs) I'm speaking about myself, of course. Now, like, uh, we're going to follow the team.
1: We love the team. We're not going to completely give up on them. I've been using my WIP shifts to say we're not going to let these people who run the team take the Flyers away from us. Because they're clearly fine hiding in anonymity and we need to not accept this. We need to call them out all the time as much as we can uh, because it's what we do with all the other teams, and basically we need to shame them into doing the right things. They've done one of the right things today, I would say, in firing Chuck Fletcher. Uh, let's take some calls. Let's go to Ryan Quigley. Uh, what's going on, Ryan?
6: Folks, how we doing? Good morning.
1: <laughs> Good morning. Yeah, happy it's, uh, Friday.
6: <laughs> yeah, happy
1: Friday. It's, you know, I don't want to seem like it's, bad that they fly- fired Chuck Fletcher. Like, obviously, he's horrible at his job, and it's good he's gone. It just feels like, oh, cool, now, thanks.
6: Right. It's I know, it, and that's the funniest thing, is that they, and Charlie tweeted this earlier this morning, the fact that they made him walk on stage, and you guys might have talked yeah. about this, but walking <laughs> on stage at the t- the ticket holder event just to be berated in front of everybody is the funniest thing to me, and, like, I I really do feel bad for him, because it was like... This was an inevitable ending to his tenure with the Fly. Like, it was coming. Everyone knew it. It was the worst-kept secret. And this is how it goes down, And they still make him walk across the stage and take every single boo from everyone at that, uh, so, at like, that event.
4: why do you think they let him run
7: the deadline?
1: Like, what? He's that got is. everyone's phone number, Kelly.
7: Well, no, yeah. he's got if that special app. He's got to be on, the yeah. only person that has the password to that special app. You morning, know, everyone. Yes, yeah, Steph-alicious,
1: Stephalicious D Steph Driver has joined us. You know the like the the password is like 1975, 1975. Like this is <laughs> it, it can't be that different. <laughs> yeah. Bullies won. I it's a great question. I, I think the reason the only thing that makes sense, and trying to say they did something that makes sense already is like I'm I've wrapped myself into a paradox here. Like they knew Kevin Hayes. They knew Ivan Provorov. Anything of any importance that could be done at the deadline really is just going to have to wait till summer because no one was going to deal with whatever complications come with those trades. Like, is, is that the the only logical way to think it? I, I don't know. They, they probably just don't know what they're doing. You know, that's usually the answer to any question we have about them.
7: What's absolutely astounding to me is that, you know, there's there's a lot of the narrative that they were pressured by fans or they're placating the fans. But like the only people who didn't see there was a very serious problem within the front office of the Flyers organization are the people in the front office of the Flyers organization. This is not a fan's thing. This is something they (laughs) dug themselves a trench and they're not done digging yet. Like, we're going to hate I'm Danny Briere there. by the time this is done. Like, that's just how this is
6: going. Yeah. We'll see. Probably. Yeah. I am curious like, about that. Just the fact that, like, I don't know, having a player be the new GM, and not just a player. Like, Chuck, or, um, Chuck Fletcher. Uh, uh, Bob Clark was the GM for the Flyers for a while. And, like, that was a different time, though. I'm wondering what it'll be like now where, like, Danny Briere played recently. Within the last 10 years, he played. And it makes me wonder how different the dynamic will be with him being the GM as opposed to, like, a former player who's, like, 60-something years old. You know what I mean? I feel like that could make it a little bit more of a – of hopefully a a less turbulent tenure in GM for –
3: What's well, half the Flyers' GMs. Or yeah. Flyers, Paul Holmgren, Bob Clark,
6: and now, you know. But that's the thing. Like, all the, the old former players who were the Flyers' Ron? GM were all bullies. And, like, this is the first non-bully Flyer to be. <clears throat> well, uh,
3: Ron, Ron wasn't technically a bully. Ron was, I would you know, say the. Well, he was a bully.
1: Yeah, like, I would say the bullies go through the 80s. Like, that's it's a continuation, you know. Like, and really it's at least Danny Briere like played under the salary cap. He has signed contracts now. Like at least on, like he's been on the other side, but you know, at least he played in the modern NHL. Like it's not news to him. He doesn't look out on the ice and be like back in my day, like these, these fucking guys, they were men now they are just a bunch of video game playing. Like, no, he knows how to play video games. You know, like, I, I guess Carl that's, that's a positive. coming
3: in with his baseball bat to beat the shit out of the TV. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking smooth, Steve. Um,
1: thanks a lot, Ryan. We're going to try to get some more people in here. Let's go to Eric Ball. What's up, Eric?
8: Hey, guys. How's it going? Hey, what's up? I have a theory on why it took so long to ch- fire Chuck. Why worked at a large corporation? It takes like six months to fire any.
1: Yeah. uh, You know what? (laughs) The idea that HR is running the Flyers isn't, I don't think completely outlandish.
8: Like you have to look at Comcast and think they were probably thinking about this in December. It's been in motion. They probably thought he can't do that much damage at the deadline, but then they probably see that Rangers game where half the crowd is not Flyers fans. The national media rips on them. And then I'm sure they got word from what happened at that town hall last week. And finally, someone had to say, all right, that's enough.
1: Yeah, I I mean, it has to go back further than that. But yeah, I I think like seeing the reaction, seeing that like this isn't just for the first time in in a long time, the Flyers aren't just. Like okay, this is limited to Flyers Twitter. This is limited to the hockey sphere. Like all of Philadelphia is mad, and it, it because the hockey team's completely goddamn irrelevant, and they have to do something.
8: And that was the good thing about the Schneider years. He just went and walked into HR and said, "Fuck it, fire him." Like a month ago.
1: Sure. Yeah. <laughs> no it's it's definitely it, it's definitely. a a sanitary corporate environment now, like most things are. Um, Maybe there is something to that though. With, you know, it it takes more than just getting pissed off to fire
4: somebody.
8: Yeah. And I also saw they separated the GM and the president role. So probably get two guys then between a
4: wild concept that every other team (laughs) does.
1: Yeah, so the, the separation of the role, I mean, that's important just to, like, we often wondered, like, okay, who does, who fires, who fires Chuck Fletcher if, like, his, the person he'd report to is him? Like, imagine if he was staying on as president and had fired himself as GM. Honestly, that's
4: what I expected to happen. I expected them to keep him as
1: president. I very much expected him to stay as president.
7: So you know what? Hold on. Hold on. Sorry. My... Can you hear me? Yes. Sorry. My Wi-Fi was cutting in and out. I just wanted to circle back. Did I just hear HR is running the flyers? Like human resources? Like, is that what I heard? Like the the idea that it
1: takes, like if they wanted to fire him months ago, they would have had to go through all sorts of red tape to do
7: it. I mean, so, that's I mean, got absolutely nothing to do with HR. HR in any corporation is the least powerful entity. HR does whatever management tells them to do. That is not, no. I mean, um, I, th- I think the point is that like, they're,
4: it's not like Ed Snyder could walk into Chuck Fletcher's office and be like, you're fucking fired because they are an actual. No, but Dave got clear. Um, I mean, yes, but then you know, there would be paperwork and shit. Like, there's always how-
7: paperwork. work. Like, they could have fired him at any time. We're, Pennsylvania is an at-will Steph, state. Steph, it's a joke.
4: Relax. Oh,
7: it's very early in the morning. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, I actually,
4: actually think HR is running the coffee. It's not good. I
7: coffee. haven't had coffee. It's very early. I'm sorry. My feelings are still elevated because I'm not happy. I'm not happy. I'm not satisfied with this move. I don't think it's enough. And I'm really fucking sick of seeing former flyers in the front office. I'm really sick of
1: at least Danny's a cute little guy. Like, you know, he's like five four or whatever. He's just gonna he was run my around. First,
7: he was my first pro interview ever. So, like, I sh- I'm happy, but also I don't want it. And I'm sorry that I'm yelling at people. I'm just. I'm so- like, I. There is nothing that this team could do that would make me be like, yeah, I'm into the Flyers again because I don't like I. <sighs> Someone else talk.
1: <laughs> I just brought Kurt on. What's going on, Kurt? Mute, oh, it's a goddamn mute button it the
3: gets a Goddamn mute button spotify live mute button
1: i started this room on desktop and had to open it up in my phone because it was telling me the room was underway but like i couldn't get in on my desktop
3: i had that happen last week i had to go into my <laughs> own room like a minute after i started it last week it was uh, great
1: kurt what's your reaction
5: I don't know. I thought it would be more fun, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I heard the news, I was like, "All right, cool." You wake wake up and you see the. I think Jeff Merrick was the first one to say, "Like, ah, oh, shit's going down with the Flyers today." We're like, "Okay, so it has to be this." Or I don't know, maybe it's just because there were there was like those hours of buildup, and you're like, "All right, what's going to be? Who's whose heads are rolling? Who how, how soon are we going to be able to feast on the goo inside of everyone's heads or whatever whatever the line is?" And it's just it's just Chuck. Sis Chuck, which like, which like, we knew, we knew it would Maybe I didn't, don't think we expected it to be right now, but we kind of knew, and uh, yeah, it's it's yeah, and. Uh- it's still so. I don't even know if funny is the right word. It's almost like mean that they sent him out for that town hall. <laughs>
8: yes.
1: it's very funny. It's very <laughs> funny because it's mean.
5: Listen, like you said on the pod this week, he, he he gets paid enough money. He can go and put up with people yelling at him for a couple hours. It's it's fine. It's fine. Yeah, like
1: you know, he's not a fucking like he, he, It's not like he's a public school teacher. Like the, the guy makes the guy's doing just fine. Right. He can take He'll a little bit okay. of abuse, yeah. especially considering, like, he's horrible at his job. Like, I, I don't want to, just because I'm not satisfied with this, like, it's good that they fired someone who's completely goddamn incompetent.
5: Yeah.
7: Yes. Yeah. So And he's also a nice guy. We get it. But I think being yeah, booed by, like, 50 people is so much worse being bo- than being booed by, like, 50,000 people. I, I just like, it, it's it's so <laughs>
4: insulting. If I never ever hear again for the rest of my life that someone related to my hockey team is nice or not nice, I I, I, yeah, I would I couldn't I, I, yeah. fucking care less. I don't care. I would I
1: want the next GM to be Genghis Khan or, or like at, <laughs> at the very, like, I was trying to think of like the most reprehensible person who it's still okay to compare someone to. Cause it's so long Genghis ago. Khan,
3: I think is the, is the right one there. Yeah.
1: yeah. Like, I, like at the Quigley very I, least Chris Pronger, like yeah, I, I want that attitude, <laughs>
3: Like you know, someone quickly. And I keep bringing up Howie Roseman and yeah, Howie he... Roseman, because this guy doesn't give a fuck about your feelings. Like, this no, he's a, he's a
1: straight up assassin, man. Like yeah. he'll, he'll cut your throat in, in your sleep. Like, that's what I want yeah absolutely just like oh you you, you scorch the earth oh you you think you deserve a contract huh well too fucking bad see you go get one somewhere else like yeah i'm gonna miss okay. cj like, gardner johnson about,
0: but you know so be it
3: we're not talking about like firing bob from accounting over here who's you know 60 and hasn't really saved up for <laughs> Goddamn bob alcoholic son of a bitch all right listen he's fun at par- let's
5: go
1: to uh brian s what's hey. going on brian
5: So apparently Charlie's saying that uh, the rest of the front office and the hockey ops is not safe, but nothing's happening
9: today.
4: Insider information from Charles O'Connor. Charles Entertainment
3: O'Connor coming at us with the news. Fire.
6: Fire.
5: It is just so damn funny that they let him run out to that press conference (laughs) and get sacrificed. Oh, my God, that shit cracks me up. I hope they notified him he was fired through that stupid app he has
1: that would be great if he got an alert on it he's like oh maybe a trade i can make for next year it's like yeah pack your goddamn bags
10: oh i hope so that show would just that would kill me
1: <laughs> like what brian what do you think could be next like do they do they just take everyone's like key fob like bobby clark all of a sudden shows up to the skate zone and it's like yeah my, your parking spot spots gone, bobby like what what is next
5: I don't know. That would be the greatest thing ever. Everybody's standing outside skate zone, pissed off, trying to figure out why their cards aren't getting them in. That's a great visual, man. I hope. <laughs> I can only hope. I just want everybody gone. Dave Scott on down. Just fire everybody. Give Briere a shot. Who cares? It's not like he's going to do any worse. Mike,
3: <laughs> You can uh... hire a monkey. <laughs> I want him to have a shot is the thing. Like I, I don't want, you know, Bill Barber pulling the strings, Bob Clark, Paul Holmgren, all these guys were former executives. You know, like, I want him to have a shot to actually
5: be able to make a a big boy decision here. I mean, he doesn't... Right. Everybody cries about Hextall locking his door. That was probably the smartest thing that guy ever did. Yeah,
3: barricading (laughs) that door was just brilliant. Nothing else was, but that was.
2: Well, cool. Thanks, guys. I gotta jump. I gotta go back to work.
3: Thanks. Yeah, can we, like,
1: it was... It was a bad plan that Ron Hextall had because it was a half measure. Like, turns out when you draft ninth, when you draft 14th, you don't give yourself enough of a shot. And as many fifth-round gems as you find, you need those guys at the top of the first round. Um, At least it was a plan, though. And at least, like, Bob Clark didn't have a say, and that's good. But you need – they just need to do the full rebuild thing. From the front office all the way through, someone has to get it through their goddamn heads. And maybe, maybe Danny Briere has some sense in his mind. Uh, I doubt it because he's part of the family, but we'll see. I want to give the guy a shot. And I want him to have a shot. But uh, if you can't see what the problem is, I don't know what the fuck you're looking at.
3: Sometimes you have a Michael Corleone in the family. You know? They're not Alfredo's.
1: Yeah, I like,
3: thought, you know what, like,
1: Paul Holmgren, the first part of his tenure was great, you know, it's not like that was a failure, from 06 to you know, 2010, he did a good job, it's just then, like
3: Oh, he was fantastic yeah. for a while, and then at some point he decided, like, oh man, I just gotta go after, like, Nick Grossman
1: Yeah, Luke Shen, he'll fix our no Chris Pronger problem, like, or he won't <laughs> uh, Let's go to Joe R, what's going on, Joe?
4: I got a random question, real quick. Is it? Oh, go ahead. Is it too early um, for us as a collective group here. to send a fruit basket to Eric Tolski, like some flowers? <laughs>
1: <laughs> they will never ever bring in a fucking nerd like that, Kelly. That was it talk will to always to be sure. a talk former player.
7: Well, that's why he needs. I don't think Dr. T wants to come here. I think he is very happy. I
4: was gonna say why? Why would? Why not just? Why not
1: just have hundred point seasons forever in Carolina? Like it's hilarious to think like the team with the unlimited budget is unfixable. Like the team that is like fourth from the bottom in revenue—that's where you want to be.
4: The only hope we have is that you know he's one of us, so. Maybe yeah, deep yeah. in his heart,
1: he wants to fix the Flyers. Uh, you know what? Deep in my heart, I don't think I'd take the job.
9: <laughs> uh, what's up, Joe? What's going on? Not much, man. A little bit little bit shocked, I got to say. Um, they actually did something. It's just a shame that they waited so long. But, uh, you know, I guess you got to hit rock bottom at some point. When I think they finally realized, uh... Joe, that they're out of the playoff race. <laughs> I was waiting for the. Uh, we're only eleven points out of a wild card spot there uh, in the uh, in the conference <laughs> last week. What yeah, I'm looking I, for is the uh, the pregame ceremony for Bill Barber, Bob Clark. Give them some nice plaques. Thanks for everything you did. Since as as they leave, change the locks on the doors, man.
1: No, it's it's my, uh, I, I did this thing the other night when I was on the radio, Joe. Uh, uh, Joe Frazier was given a day the other day to, he gets Joe Frazier Day every year now, and it marks the anniversary of when he beat Muhammad Ali in 1971. I think every May 19th, we should have a Broad Street Bullies Day. They all get to come and we celebrate their cups, and it's, you know, revelry yeah you guys you you shaped philadelphia fandom the broad street bullies you're part of who we are and the other 364 days they go the fuck away like that's what i'm really hoping for
9: yeah i mean everybody keeps making comparisons to howie but if you look at the eagles organization too like they bring in brian dawkins to be like a bottom level scout or like you know, just, just kind of a mentor for the players. They don't say, oh, you're assistant GM. Like you got to, you, gotta, you yeah. know, you're, you're a story franchise, respect your, you know, respect your, uh, you know, your, your, your players, you know, the history of your franchise, but give it the freaking times, man. Like, yeah, just be, it's been long enough. Like I'm asking you to
1: be of the 21st century. It's 2023. I don't think I'm asking a lot.
9: Yeah, and even on that note, like, I love Danny Breer. He was one of my favorite players. I'm mad I never got the Danny Breer Shoryukin shirt. Um, but <laughs> I, I don't trust him. I know you guys were talking about it on the pod a week ago, and before you guys even brought it up, I was thinking about, like, if somehow they actually managed to get, you know, their act together and fire Chuck, do I trust somebody like Danny with no real experience to clean up this mess or to have the experience to stand up and say, no, we're not going to do that. No, we're not going to listen. Like bring in somebody from the outside. I don't know who it is. It's not my job. Somebody with some experience, somebody who's been with different organizations, somebody who, you know, you can get somebody up and coming or somebody who's had some actual GM experience before, but somebody who's going to have the balls to say, that's a stupid idea. Like, no, we're not bringing in a Tony D'Angelo. Or, no, we're not bringing in a Linen, or, you know, Brendan Lemieux or, you know, anybody like this. Like, it's the 21st century. They're,
1: they're tough to play against, though. We'll give them that.
0: That's my, the, yeah. You know who fear. else is
9: tough to play against? Good teams. Yeah. <laughs> Eric
4: Tolsky's Hurricanes are hard to play, play against. So the Yeah, because thing- you, you, never having
1: the puck, it's real tough to play yeah. against a team that has the puck the whole game. Like, if they're going to – I just wish, like, take someone from Tampa, take someone from Colorado, someone. take someone from Carolina, Boston. Like, there's a lot of goddamn options.
4: The thing that worries me, and I hate to be the downer, is that, like – I know Danny played in the modern era, and you know theoretically understands math, and will theoretically better be better <laughs> than Chuck Fletcher. I mean, I, I want to say out loud he can't be worse, but I think we know now that we can't tempt the universe that way. Um, he's been in that room the whole time. Yeah. With these no. Guys. Like they like him. I want to.
1: I want to be fair and give him a shot, but my initial impression just. Bill, how do you feel about Danny Briere? Skeptical. Like it's absolutely the answer is skeptical because why should I trust anybody who's been a part of this?
7: So I just did a quick check on Charlie O'Content's timeline, and he is reporting that Danny is literally an interim. He'll be considered for either of those jobs, but he is absolutely not a lock. And I got to tell you, that makes me feel a little bit better. I don't trust the Flyers, but it makes me feel a little bit better that they're at least yeah, like somewhere. the idea, the Yeah, like, the idea that after
1: the season they're going to do a search and then, oh, yeah, we decided Danny was mm-hmm. the best for the job. Mm-hmm. Like, I would lay any price that, that that is, like, what's going to happen. Like, Danny Breer is a minus 1,000 favorite for GM.
4: They're going to interview Danny Breer, Dean Lombardi, a guy that collects the trash <laughs> in the Wells Fargo Center. If I never have to hear that.
3: Maybe name, Bill Mans. Uh, Dean Lombardi again. I'll be very happy.
4: And then you know they'll be like, uh, you "Yeah, know what? Danny's we the know they position. listen." Hi guys. Kelly. We
1: know they listen. <laughs> they do. I, I am. I am announcing my candidacy. You you know my contact Ooh. information flyers. I'm not saying I can build you a champion. I'm just saying I'll be better than what you've had.
7: You I, know too, how to am me. available. We could be a good <laughs> tag team there, Matt. Uh, so, Joe, what, like, how – just – how do you
9: –
1: where do they go from here? Like,
9: what could possibly be next? There's really only two directions. It's either they stay flat or they go up. It can't possibly get worse.
4: Buddy, you got to watch that. You got to watch it. Because <laughs> we said that before. I
9: will say, I – Many, many years ago, I worked at Comcast and I can promise you they do not like spending money. So I think they finally kind of started seeing, oh, shit, <laughs> like if there's empty seats here, I don't think that they really care who's buying the uh, buying the tickets, if it's Rangers fans or not. Um But yeah, if they're, they're spending all that money, you know, trying to get the Wells Fargo center revamped and everything like that. But, you know, what good is it if it's only, you know, three quarters of the way full or half full or anything? So if, if they're not going straight interim or, uh, you know, just uh, straight to Danny Briere, if like they're actually going to go through some processes this summer, you know, maybe there's a chance I'm, I'm, cautiously optimistic and i'm only saying optimistic because i can't think of a better word right off the tip of my tongue but we'll say as much hate as dave scott gets i will also say you know at least he's not a lifelong you know flyer um sometimes there there can be a silver lining to have some kind of corporate overlord in that They're going to kind of look at things a little bit more black and white than, you know, somebody like Bob Clark or Paul Holmgren, who, you know, as unbiased as they can claim to be or think that they are in situations like this. At the end of the day, I think sometimes they're just a little bit too skewed. So, again, please just bring in somebody from the outside. And that does not count. Dean Lombardi does not count because he's been in the organization for, what, like seven years now?
1: Yeah, it can't be. It, it can't be that joke.
9: If they
4: elevate Dean Lombardi. <laughs> they are not going to. not, it not Dean. I swear no, no, to please. God, I will no, I want to parody. My week, light the building on fire.
5: Listen, there are a lot of contracts we still got to get rid of, okay? <laughs> <laughs> do, you want, do you want to know how to sausage?
3: Too soon. <laughs> <laughs> too soon. <laughs> Dean Lombardi is not the contract to get rid of. <laughs>
5: Uh, I don't know. Oh, about that. Isn't he? <laughs> Mike, I got re- yeah, Mike Richards for you. Well,
3: I mean, they
1: did owe Mike Richards money at the end. Like, it's not like they got out of that scot free. You know? and thanks a lot, Joe. Appreciate the call. Um, they they do they do need to move on from some up. guys, but like, I don't know. It seems like it would be easier to trade Kevin Hayes than have him arrested for drug possession.
4: Mm-hmm. Don't get me no. worked up about call how this is this is parody this is parody you're know, not accusing parody. anyone <laughs> of anything Alleged yeah, this is parody. all parody this is a comedy
3: <laughs> man i can't believe we just heard like a positive word about dave scott that might be a first well like it would be
1: it would be good to have that like corporate figurehead who just looked at things black and white if he wasn't trying to be part of the club. And it's like whether he consults Bobby Clark or Bill Barber or like, and they're the people that he looks to, to tell him about hockey. Like if he looked at, you know, someone who knew what hockey was in 2023, it would be good to have him in that role. It's just that we, we know that's not the case.
0: Uh, Let's go to Brian Cole. What's going on, Brian? Brian, you there? Oh, there
10: it is. All right. So uh, I'm happy that he's gone. It's progress, even if it is middling progress. But my favorite part from the PR statement from Scott is the line that says Chuck faced significant challenges during his time as president and general manager, including some that were outside of his control. So they're still sticking with the injuries, but the inference there is... He faced significant challenges that were inside of his control, meaning the fact that he built a shitty roster with not enough talent and managed to do it while sucking up all of the salary cap for significant. That's like his challenges, Like he had, we can
1: complain all we want um, about Ron Hextall's drafting and all that, but, He had all the assets that Ron Hextall acquired.
0: They're all gone, and the team's worse.
10: Exactly. And the fear is, I mean, you look at the contracts to Couturier, even Hayes to an extent, Sanheim, Faraby. Yeah, they should all rebound next year. That's what we're all hoping. But even if they do, you're still strapped. And you've built a team with bottom sixers and no top line D that are consistent. And they're all making 6 million a piece. I mean, if, if that guy who signed most of those contracts was unable to move any of them, whoever comes in, whether it's Briere as an interim or whoever the long-term answer is, he's got to clear almost all of that. And now they're all bottom floor uh, value in the market who would want to take this job
1: yeah uh, that's it's a great question brian and like people i mean like you know a, a legendary coach and john tortorella took the coaching jobs so th- a lot thanks a lot for the call uh like someone will always do it but i mean it's you're in a spot where you're whether it's danny briere or some new candidate Like, the first thing you have to do is get rid of some guys who are actually good. Like, you have to make the team worse a little bit. Uh, And that's like Kevin Hayes. And I know we all think Ivan Proverov stinks. uh, But, like, I can't imagine the team gets better without him, you know? Uh, The first thing you have to do is make this team at least marginally worse and then go from there because you have to get out from so many things. You have to acquire assets in some way and they have none.
3: I mean, TK rumors just started up, uh, you know, this week and, or restarted because, you know, there's always been rumors about Travis. He's your best player and he's the best asset you can get for it. That's, I wish you could keep TK at this point. Like, it
1: would be nice to have him some continuity. Like, he's one of your pieces going forward, but you can't afford it. Like, you have to get something and he's the only one worth anything.
0: Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Let's go to John Sequela.
1: What's going on, John?
11: Hey guys, um, just the thing is, everybody's got to remember: it's no matter who they bring in, we're looking at a three to five year window here. This isn't going to be fixed next season. It's not going to be fixed tomorrow. It, this is- John, what if the person they bring in though has a bias for action? It's still going to take three to five years. <laughs> no, it's just there, there's so much there, there's so much work to do, and. You know, you can blame Dave Scott or whatever, but the problem there is that the old guard has his ear. So that you got to get rid of the Barbers, the clerks, yeah. the, the Homers, those guys. Because at the end of the day, they did nothing to arrest the decay. Even if they're there to uphold the Flyers' way, they're so far from the quote-unquote Flyers' way, it's an embarrassment. Um, as far as Briere sticking in the role or whatever – you know, it's, this is today. Today's just the first step today is basically, okay, we've, we've found the boil. We have to start lancing it. So, you know, basically today they just put, you know, you know, an antiseptic on the wound. That's all getting rid of Fletcher is. And hopefully they're serious about doing it right and starting over with the right mindset, but they have to realize that this isn't going to be a one or two year fix. It's going to take, at least three to four years, if not longer. To
1: yeah, it's it. It, this is a long term. This is a long term thing. And thanks a lot for dropping by, John. Uh, I was like looking at the roster the other night, just plugging in pieces. Uh, you know, projecting a little with some guys, but you know, they like on one hand, I think okay, this could be done. Like not okay, they're a cup contender just they could be good again. They could be relevant again in like two years, but also like all the places that they need to fill holes, like all everywhere. I have an X in the potential lineup. It's like, okay, great player, great player, great player, great player, pretty good, pretty good. And then we have everything else. Like the, what they're missing are the most important
0: pieces. I
1: said to myself,
3: <laughs> um, yeah they they're I, what is there to build on, you know, like your best player is Sean Couturier, whose back is God knows what the condition of that is it's not...
1: like uh, if he's the least bit okay, they have to trade him right, and like that's impossible because he's on a forever contract and he's coming off a back injury, like is there any way to move you on to from Couturier?
3: I mean, probably not. And you know, There's a like, Dean Lombardi situation retires, for that's you. That's the only way, really. You have to, if he retires, because hopefully his back injury isn't that bad, because I love Sean Couturier. I, love I hockey, but like, like,
1: Is the best case scenario the only player on the team I like retiring? Like, how is this, how is this the position we're in?
3: Oh, dear. This is hell. This is actually <laughs> hell. I... Uh, looking back... Oh, the, the
1: way this all played out, how fucking funny is bias for action? Is that the funniest thing anyone's ever said?
4: It's pretty hilarious. Oh, my
5: God. Tough, tough to beat. Like, it's a retool, Charlie. But...
1: Um... <laughs> Was <laughs> no, Chuck Fletcher a comedic genius is... and we didn't know it?
3: <laughs> bias for action is the funniest.
1: <laughs> but, like, the guy who brought you Nate Thompson twice and, ju- and Justin Braun, you know, a dozen times... Bias for action. <laughs> oh, here's John Tortorella. The guy who here's John Tortorella who says interesting things, but also the games he wants to play are two to one tops. Bias for action. Yay. Like, what? what do you think is a realistic timeline for this team to just be in the playoffs again?
3: Well,. The thing about the NHL playoffs is, you know, you have a decent amount of teams that get in. You have to get Uh, into... not
1: Okay, not be the team that, like, gets the crazy PDO wave and makes the playoffs. What will it take for them to be in the playoffs consistently again? Like, if not contenders, at least relevant.
4: So here's the problem. The... uh... The Metro division and the East generally is so fucking good right now. Like if the Flyers were a Western conference team, I would say like maybe two, two or three years, they could work themselves back into relevance. But the Eastern conference right now, I don't know. I don't know. Who's getting worse in the East? I don't know. (laughs)
3: Penguins and the Capitals.
4: Theoretically, it's finally gonna happen.
3: We're finally—we've been saying Ron Hexwell's long plan. The The Flyers, the Flyers
1: treated the Penguins and Caps like they were fucking LeBron James, and it just—it was pointless to even try while he was around in the East. Like, (laughs) it doesn't matter that they're all a hundred years old now. Uh, Where, (laughs) man, the next guy has his work cut out for him. I don't like the job; is
3: not easy. It's one of the least attractive jobs I can imagine. Like you have no cap space. All of your okay
1: players are over thirty, and uh, they're all on long term contracts. The entire team is signed long term, and they're not—they're not the least bit good. In fact, they're bad.
4: What a fun puzzle for someone to solve. eh? <laughs> <laughs> it really like this is this is if you're into wordle and word
1: searches and shit. This is, I mean. Sign up, because okay, it's, it's going to take some real doing.
3: All right. I think I can do this. I can do the Wordle every day.
1: It really yeah. pisses me off oh, when I miss inferior. it. Like, oh, I'm, like, solid. mad They're for an hour. Whole day.
3: Have, have you ever missed it when you have four of the letters on the second oh, guess?
1: Yes, that's basically the only way I miss it, when there's, like, three choices for words, and I have two guesses left. Yes. Yes,
3: that's yeah. maybe
1: the most. That, Cause like you're just flipping a coin and it came up tails twice. So real quick, um, Okay, yeah, let's talk about hockey
4: again. Ian in the comments asked if <laughs> there is something that could happen this summer that will realistically like start off the team improving. And if those Kevin Hayes rumors were actually true and there actually is interest in Columbus for Kevin Hayes, like a Kevin Hayes trade in the summer <laughs> is is Can you a imagine start? It really is a good start. Can you imagine if Columbus gets Hayes and Goudreau together? Somebody had to do it.
1: Poor fucking Voracek <laughs> having to retire now. He's about to have the time of his goddamn life. Like,
7: I, Columbus won't be good, but that team will be fucking fun. My to be on, man. blood That'll pressure be a party. will raise through the roof watching... Kevin Hayes and Johnny Goudreau played together knowing that could have been us if Chuck Fletcher wasn't friggin' terrible at his job. Uh,
1: like, ultimately, if they get Goudreau, like, they're just a bad team with one good player. Like, uh, I'm not even... It's, you know what, it's not that I'm...
4: In my It's not head... that I'm... No, go ahead, Bill. Sorry.
1: It's not that I'm not upset about Goudreau anymore. It's just, like, the complete lack of plan. Like... It... If they had built a team that it made sense to add Goudreau to, or if they had said he doesn't fit the timeline and actually decided there was a timeline and we should rebuild, it just all gets back to the, nobody seems to know what the fuck they're doing, so why should I have confidence in the next guy they hire?
4: Yeah, I was going to – no need to relitigate the Goudreau thing, I guess, <laughs> at this point. I know, I know. But you're talking about, like, what could happen in the
3: offseason to give us faith in, like – Unless there's a miracle and they can get Connor Bedard, because that's the only player that would really, like, elevate this team overnight, you know? Kevin Hayes trade, maybe a Travis Konechny trade on top of that. Like, somebody who really has a bias for action, somebody who actually wants to go in and and make shit happen, that's – it's going to take a lot of moves. Like, a lot of Yeah,
1: it's going to need to be, like, that first Paul Holmgren, like – I mean, he started the deadline, but of course he had Peter Forsberg to deal. But it's going to need to be like that. We're doing a bunch of shit and seeing if anything sticks. Like, please just do – give me something different. Show me a different team. Maybe that's not the smartest way to go about things, but doing
3: nothing clearly is not a great plan. Give me some speed. Give me some talent. Give me – something that's not the flyer way for once.
1: All right, guys, Uh I got a, I got, I got breakfast plans. I'm running out to uh, to, to Angelo's Diner in a couple of minutes. So does anyone have something Some to history, say? Something you know. they want
3: to say before they got to wrap this up? I mean, I've said pretty much all I'm going to say. Let's see what happens. But this is a good first step. But let's keep let's keep it going. Let's keep that momentum going.
1: All right is uh, is anyone going to the rally on Saturday?
4: Oh God! <laughs> Someone was in my mentions about that rally the other day because we posted that thing about our tailgate, and they were like, a "Tailgate for the Flyers." There's a, a rally this Saturday. And, okay, cool. Have fun out there. I kind of like. I want
1: to go in like disguise and like check it out and see who shows up. Just I see. don't. I didn't want to retweet it because like I don't know who's planning this thing, and I. The rally Not. turns into something else and then Bill promoted it. But I kind of want to go and see what the fuck is going on. We could
3: watch from a distance just to I see. I want you to go full undercover boss here, Bill. All 11 people.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um,
3: Steph, anything else?
1: Kurt, anything else?
5: No. I mean, yeah, you pretty much said it all. Got a lot to figure out. They got a lot to figure out over the next month and then the months after that and the next few years and the rest of our lives. otherwise though no pressure
7: maybe it's just because i it's early and i haven't had coffee and i'm just grump in general but i think watching them fumble this is not gonna be funny like i (laughs) usually watching them fumble everything is is very funny to me i i am not looking forward to the ways in which they screw this up too because they're going to if they keep the old dudes around
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that's the general consensus. Again, I want to give Danny a shot. I want to give whoever gets the full-time gig a chance. I want to be fair in my analysis. But like my initial feeling going in is skepticism. Why should I trust this team? Why should I trust an organization that hasn't made a right
5: decision in a long time? Great comment from Kyle C in the chat. Will you guys be live covering the the Fletcher press conference that takes place across the street to explain why you shouldn't have been fired at the, at the <laughs> hotel ballroom or in the, the TGI Fridays or wherever Ron Hex told did his?
1: That's I'll only do it if it is if it's at Xfinity. <laughs> all right, that will do it for us. Thank you all for listening. Thank you for hanging out. If you haven't already, you gotta hit that subscribe button, search Broad Street hockey wherever there are podcasts, and boom, we got you. Content, baby. All right, my name is Bill Matz for Steph, for Steve, for Kelly,
0: for Kurt. Have a great week, everybody.